On today's podcast, we're talking to our brothers from Mother Mothers. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Shane Chapman, Wade Laurent, live in the in. studio today. You got upstairs. Yep. Your back was a little bit sore. I didn't think you were going to make it up those stairs. Still bang on. Yep. Uh, I got a few Rubaxa sets on board, so this may or may not make sense today. That's amazing. Uh, today, we're going to get back to interviews because those are always fun, right? They're, they're better, yeah. for sure. Better? Yeah. Better? Better than the Mad Libs from last week, maybe. Boy, that. Uh, might not have been the best. Yeah. That wasn't our best performance. Anyway, today we're bringing on a few guys that, uh, not a few, there's only two of them there, I think. But they got three personalities. True. Multiple personalities. It's Dave and Joey from Bro Laws. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. I'm really digging that intro music. That's fantastic. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> we recorded that ourselves, actually. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I can see you, Wade. I can see you rocking it. Yeah. We were going to use a piano, but I couldn't get to the one key with my left thumb, so we had to we had to go to an <laughs> auto-sync machine. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Dave, but he doesn't have a left thumb. Yeah. Okay. The hungry, uh, hungry table saw incident there. So Joey's never, uh, Joey's never Whoa. shook Wade's hand before to see how light it actually is. I, I really look forward to experiencing that one day. Yeah. yeah. And and as you will, he 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 should have nine still by that time. Hopefully, depends on yeah. when we make this happen. Hopefully. Yeah. So well, thank you guys for having us on the podcast. We are so excited to uh, to be hanging out with you. Yeah, I always joke that you guys are like bizarro world Dave and Joey. That's right. It's like we're on the flip side of this, you know, universe here on the other side of that coin thing. Is that how flat earthers work? You nailed that. Good job. Is that how flat earthers work? We're on the bottom side. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you guys, uh, yeah, and thank you for, for uh, turning off the TV cameras for five minutes and talking to us too. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, no problem. <laughs> So Dave and Joey, Brolaz Construction is, is your current gig here. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about who you guys are? Because I like as super famous as you are, probably not everybody knows who you are. So give us a little bit about the, the men behind Brolaz. So I'm Dave Kenny. And I'm Joey Fletcher. And we've been running Brolaz since 2016. Yeah. Um, but before that, I'm sorry, Brolaz is like a renovating company. So we do construction renovations, everything from decks to bathrooms, basements, kitchens, houses, the whole whole bit, whole kit and caboodle. I was going to say kit caboodle, and I was like, I don't know, do I, do I say that? And I remembered. Yeah, we're talking to Shane and, uh, and Wade here, so they love kit and caboodle. Kit and caboodle is um, a thing. I understand that, yep. <laughs> Yeah, so we've been running Brolaz Construction for a while now, but before that, we had been building decks with Paul LaFrance, who is another brother-in-law of ours. Um, and we started building with him right out of high school. So we were two young whippersnappers in the decking world, and uh, we got to build some crazy, crazy decks for that man. So we got to do some awesome HTTV shows with them, uh, decked out, disaster decks, deck and wars. deck wars. And those were so much fun getting one to be able to build some of the craziest backyard renovations possible. Um, and two, just being a part of something bigger than yourself and as like a part of a TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's been a really cool experience being a part of that. 
that TV lifestyle and that HGTV world, it's been very humbling to be a part of it. We constantly check ourselves to remind each other who we are and not to get too caught up in, in all of that business. But uh, yeah, currently we're working on uh, Home to Win is the one that we're a part of. Um, and that too has just been a ton of fun. It's a much bigger show with uh, bigger HD stars as a part of it. And we're kind of small fish in that pond, but we're, we're still swimming in it. So we're, we're really enjoying that that show and it's a lot of fun to be on. That was a great analogy. We're swimming in it. I like that. <laughs> okay. And that's it for today's podcast. They gave it, they gave it all to us. They gave it all to us. I didn't the first question. It, so. <laughs> so how awkward is that conversation when you guys are like, we're going to start this bro laws company. And it's going to be great. And Paul's like, yeah, sounds great. And you're like, no, but not you. <laughs> he had his own thing going at that point. Yeah. He actually, he told, he warned us against it because he was like, honestly, guys, owning your own business isn't something I'd wish upon my worst enemy. <laughs> I think he saw it coming. So yeah. what happened with that is we had been doing a bunch of shows and then we did custom built, and you know the ratings for custom built weren't the greatest. <laughs> um, there were hints there. And the TV life kind of started to die down. So going back to regular building outside of TV, Joey and I had an income now that we needed to maintain and make. And we saw the, the, the finances and saw how lucrative it could be to run your own business yeah. and thought, hey, we're two smart, good-looking chaps. Maybe we could do this on our own. <laughs> and think, hey, kind of worked out. I think the, the biggest problem with running your own business is everybody shows you what the income is. Nobody ever shows you the expense sheet of running your own yeah. business. Yeah. I wish they would do that. <laughs> I wish they'd be like, here's how much you can make, but this is how much it costs to make that. And then I think there'd be less yeah. business owners. I still haven't seen my expense sheet. <laughs> That's why you keep starting new businesses. <laughs> I just like starting well, them more the growing pain to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you guys spent a lot of time building a lot of uh, cool projects with Paul on on a variety of HGTV shows, as you mentioned. Uh, and now you guys are doing not just X, but all sorts of renovations. Was there like, when did the other stuff happen? Were you doing that before the shows? Like you guys are obviously known as kind of deck guys because of the shows, but were you always into other things like custom cabinetry and renovations and stuff? Or is that kind of something you added on after the fact? Yeah, we always kind of dabbled in it. Um, with Paul, we, we, he tried to get us inside during the winter time because absolutely no one is like building decks during the winter. Even though we've done it. Even though we've done it. <laughs> and we know we've all done it. <laughs> you should try um, it here. We always tried to get us inside. <laughs> um, but yeah, when we started the company, we just found that uh, out where we are, a lot of people find it easier to invest money on the inside of their house uh, rather than the outside. So it kind of just organically came to pass um, when we started our company that people wanted us uh, to do the inside of their home. So we just kind of took that and ran with it and learned as we went. And we just tried to be honest with the clients to say, listen, we've done mainly decks, but we will figure out how to make you a beautiful bathroom or a beautiful kitchen. And we think we uh, followed through on that. And then it just kind of expanded from there. Yeah, we've got like our, both of our families have always, like my dad's been in construction a long time. And, uh, and same with Joey's brothers, they've always been working on the house and working on things. So we always kind of had that, uh, skill set that we had been growing up with and then joey and i actually bought our first home together so we renovated that home um over the course of three years before we sold it 
Um, so we kind of got to experiment and learn a little bit on our own place before we took it to other people's homes. <laughs> um, and I mean, I think one of our biggest assets of who we are is that we're not afraid to ask questions. And I think that's huge in our industry. So many guys think they need to know everything. And it's okay to not know everything. Um, to be man enough to ask questions and figure it out as you're going. There's so many avenues you can learn um, by nowadays. So I think that's kind of something that accelerated us in that career. I couldn't agree more. I think if you... If you're too proud to ask, you'll end up failing, right? And so yeah. if you just, no, 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 I know how to put a cabinet in and you've never installed one and then you do it, you're going to like, you'll lose your ass on that. You'll just, you'll make a mistake. The customer will be mad. You'll have to pay for it twice or yeah. bring somebody in and exactly. pay them a portion of what you collect to do it. And then, then it'll yeah. go better. So I always, yeah. Find- and I think that's why we've, kind of connected with you guys so well as I like to call you my uh, my Google of the decking world <laughs> because <laughs> you guys are there for those questions. I mean, we did a bunch of shows and we did a lot of crazy stuff, but we had to deal with a lot of uh, TV side of things, whereas like we used a lot of trips, uh specifically for all of those projects because they were sponsoring the show. So we might have done a lot with one product, but the decking world is kind of blown up um, with so many different products and so many different aspects for design now um, that even though we've built the craziest things, there's a ton that we don't know. And that's why I'm always messaging you guys on Instagram being like, hey, what, what should I use for this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing is too, when you're, when you're doing super crazy projects like you guys are doing, and even when I was building, you're doing things that nobody's done before. So yeah. So what book yeah. are you supposed to reference? <laughs> like, there isn't a how to exactly. on the there things you're one. doing. It's you, you just figure it out as you go. Group yeah, exactly. Together. And that's, yeah, that's been kind of the key of us having this business together as well. We're figuring it out as we go and we bounce ideas off each other. And that was always the same on the job site when we were doing decked out and disaster decks is we had a team of five of us that would just bounce ideas off each other of how are we going to build this? Yes, it's a crazy and awesome idea, Paul, but we're going to have to figure out how to make it possible. And so to be able to use the people around you to, to figure it out as you go is key. Yeah, I always talk about one specific project that we did on it with uh, a circle pergola that had like spokes kind of coming in, but they were on an angle. So it yep. was like a turbine that was inverted. <laughs> and Paul just kind of dreamt of this design and said, all right, let's figure out how to do it. And it was literally that. It was just a community. It was like a bunch of builder brains coming together saying, yes, that's a cool idea. Let's make it possible now. And that's the stuff you don't see on TV, right? People watch these shows or they see the <laughs> yeah. fin- they see the finished project and go like, holy smokes, like how would you ever come up with that? It's like, trust me, there was a lot of scratching your noggin and going, I don't freaking know how we're going to do this <laughs> yeah. before you ever got to yeah, the final exactly. result. And then it went up once and then it came down and then it went up. <laughs> yeah. again, right? It was like, well, yeah, you see all these curved <laughs> deck boards and everybody's like, yeah, cur- curved deck boards are so cool. It's like, yeah, but be ready to spend some money because you have to figure out how to do that and figuring out that's wrecking stuff. That's what that means. Figuring it out. We would always have a great, especially in the beginning in the first couple of projects would be curved. We would have literally a graveyard of curved deck boards that would be (laughs) bubbled. We'd make them into art pieces and just scatter them all over the lawn. 
nobody had really done it before. And we were doing it with the old Trex oven, yep. which was very temperamental to work with. So yeah, we literally would just have probably a few hundred dollars worth of deck boards scattered all over the lawn. Yeah, like each of those deck boards is like 120 bucks. So it's yeah. like making a little paper origami out of 100 bucks and throwing it out your window. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So what is the relation? So you guys are all brother-in-laws somehow. There's not any weird stuff going on in there, is there? Like, what's the relationship? With- <laughs> <laughs> what's There's the- always weird stuff. <laughs> so how, so Joey's how you- the linchpin. Okay, okay. I'm the linchpin, yeah. So, so Dave and Paul are both married two of my sisters. Yowch. Uh, so, yeah, Paul to my eldest sister, uh, Yana, and then Dave's married to my sister, Joy. Gotcha. Yeah, so Joey's from a big family, and all of his sisters are taken, so nobody else can join in that way. Oh, I was just going to ask. <laughs> it was like, how do we get on HDTV? It's like, marry a sister. I got it. Marry one of Joey's sisters. Mar- marry Joey's family. <laughs> your, your sisters sound like gold. They're, like, they're keys to success. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny you mentioned the graveyard. I think everybody that's ever built a deck knows, and especially when you get into the heating and bending and custom stuff, everybody knows exactly what you're talking about with those pie of burnt up boards or whatever um cool story yeah. funny story of one that i did a while back with the the uh the scene in it like the scene of the valley with the tight sun curve that we were trying to pull off yeah that, yeah. One, that yeah. one i think it took us six tries on that board and that's 130 bucks a pop so you can now do the right. math and figure yeah. that out but funny story right around that time i think i might have told this on the podcast with somebody else before but we at that time i had changed when I was, when I owned fresh decks, um, I had changed my logo and my logo used to be kind of like a diamond pattern with a leaf in it. And I changed it to be like this infinity shape, uh, with a leaf in it. And I had asked the homeowner, I said, I got this idea. I want to do something, but I don't want to tell you what it is. I want you to be like as surprised at the end as everybody else is going to be. And they're like, okay, go for it. We trust you. And so, but about two weeks earlier, I changed my logo to this infinity symbol. So there we are trying to, and this was a, this was a cottage. They didn't live there. So a lot of times we were working, they weren't there. They just came on the weekends and saw the progress. So they come back one weekend and they got there before we did. And she sees this pile of like number nines sitting, sitting, <laughs> sitting in their lawn. Like there's like five or six of them. Right. And they looked like, I could see where she could go with this. They kind of looked like half of an infinity symbol. And so I get there. And she pulls me aside and she's like, I know I kind of gave you like creative license to put something cool on the deck, but I like, I just have to ask, you're not, you're not actually putting your logo in our deck, are you? (laughs) And at first I was like, why would you think that? And then she points to the pile of number nines. I was like, right. Yeah. That does look like a couple of attempts at an infinity symbol. If I burn up two more boards, I'm going with that symbol. That's it. Because I can get half of it for sure. Forget about it. Hey, you won a nice award for that design, so it was all worth it. That's right. They were excited in the end. They did end up liking it after it wasn't my logo. Um, (laughs) So nowadays, are you guys... Are you guys still like, what's your preferred project now? Do you still get most excited over decks or is it kind of the stuff that you're a little bit newer to that's getting you buzzed tonight now? Or what's, what's the deal there? The decks always get us the most excited. It's just it's one of those projects that like we get to turn off our brain on almost because we've been doing decks since I think since I was probably 17, 18 years old, it's so automatic to us now that even when it, we hit a roadblock or something that we need to kind of brainstorm, it only takes minutes for us to kind of break through that and get back to building. 
So it's one of those things that we enjoy. And like, I mean, Joey and I have been working together building decks since we were that young. So we have such a system where we don't even have to talk to each other. We're handing each other tools. We know each other's next moves and next steps. So we joke that we're like in each other's brains and know what's <laughs> happening, but like we're just that, more, that much more efficient at doing them. Mm-hmm. So from a company standpoint, they, they do better for us um, as far as profitability and stuff. And, and they're just, we, it, you get to be outside in the summer and enjoy it all. Like it, it just, it's home kind of thing. Well, and you're married to his sister. So that's got to give you some, some insight into his thinking. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> so I think I was always an inside guy. I was a trim carpenter for years. My same as you, like similar to you guys, my father was in the industry. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I grew up doing it, right. I always tell everybody I, I joke that I sanded my first cabinet at the age of five because I was down at, I was in a shop all the time, right? Just loved it. So uh, I truly enjoyed being outside building decks in the summer. There isn't, there isn't a better job than that. There's nothing more fun than, you know, out in the, out in the sun, banging away at a project. Yeah, absolutely. Your, go ahead. I was just saying like being in our climate and having the, it's kind of a necessity for us to be able to have the interior job. So that's why one of the big moves we had made into our business is bringing on a good friend of ours, Brian, who has built custom homes and he's a, an amazing trim carpenter and finish carpenter. Um, so we had brought him on so that way we can balance that. So that way it gives Joey and I the ability in the summer to be able to do and take on those deck projects and have him and our other guy, Mark, to be able to take on those interiors so that it kind of keeps those leads generating and we're able to continue um, showing and growing that in our business. So that way we can continue to get those leads as well as the deck leads. I knew we were the same people. I knew this was an alternate. You know, <laughs> this, yeah. That was literally our next question. Wade wrote it down real quick. He's like, how did, how did they meet Brian? How did they meet Brian? <laughs> and there's Luke right in so there. Uh, maybe we should just like say it anyways, and then you could cut this Shane and put this in front of his answer. Cause I wrote, so here's what I wrote down. How did you meet Brian? Was he an inside specialist you needed to add to grow your team? (laughs) That's hilarious. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yoda asking the question after. Um, So, so yeah, like, did you, how many people did you, did you know Brian previously or how did you come upon him? Was it just posting an ad and finding the right guy? Cause he seems to be a good fit with your guys like your humor and your quality of work and your personalities all seem to mesh real well. Was that not as good find? looking as you guys, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> he actually, he had a very short modeling career. Before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that it would have been short. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we honestly, we got lucky with finding Brian. Um, he actually, we went to the same church for a number of years uh, before he came on with us. Uh, so we had kind of built a relationship with him already. He had been working with a custom home builder. Um, and he kind of reached that point in his career as well, where he kind of tapped out as far as he could go with that builder. Um, tried to do go out on his own and do his own thing. But um, as we all probably know, trying to go out on your own is extremely difficult in this industry. Um, and just the grind of trying to do that business side as well as doing the building kind of is starting to wear him down. 
Um, so we had had conversations with him, and finally we kind of got to that point in our company that we were like, listen, we want to bring you on and we want to have you as a part of our company to do kind of handle the interior side. Um, and we just made the jump and he came on board and that was huge. But yeah, we already kind of had that relationship with him ahead of time, which I think was big. We already knew he meshed well with us. Um, and then the business side has just kind of come hand in hand with that. Joey said it politely by saying that we had some conversations with them, <laughs> but it was more like, Brian, please come work with us next time we see him. Brian, you should really come work with us. <laughs> next week, Brian, you really need to come work with us. <laughs> yeah. This actually blows my mind. We wore him down. You guys, don't me- you guys don't mess around. You You guys are looking for a carpenter. And you went to the church yep. knowing like the most famous carpenter of all is Jesus Christ himself. You went right exactly. to the source. That's where, that's where they come from. <laughs> I know where to find a carpenter. Let's go to church. <laughs> Turns out, he might be there. Turns out Brian was the second coming. Maybe we should ask Brian some more questions, actually. <laughs> yes. How do you feel around Easter? Is it always kind of weird for you? You're like tired and then really energized again? (laughs) Now, you guys, uh, no shortage of fun on the job site. You guys are constantly posting pictures, or sorry, not pictures. Pictures aren't usually too funny, but the videos are really good, though. Uh, (laughs) The whole, like, the the chit-chats in the van and all this stuff. Where does this stuff come from? The singing? Like, is this just like... singing in the van. Is this just part of your guys' way of getting it out of you? Like, is it, you can't focus on work until you goof off a little bit first or how, where's this coming from? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of that. And then it's also a little bit of like, for so long, we were doing those HGTV shows every single day. Like we were having cameras on us and talking every day. So it was something like, we both love that aspect of it. We're both like drama kids from school and we just enjoy, enjoy that aspect. So I think like we use Instagram a lot as that outlet just to be able to be creative be goofy and uh and have fun with it and it it helps your day-to-day too like it just starts your day off easy going or it ends it and you're going home lighthearted and happy right instead of taking the the stresses of the job with you sure and at being dra- like taking drama and stuff in school means your next avenue is probably like prime minister. Is that kind of what you think? <laughs> I would think so. We didn't have a ton of options. So I think I think that gets you in. I think that gets you in. You got nice hair. I could do it. Right. Got most of the people. Yeah. So where is? But not a rich dad. What? what yeah. Is that? Yeah. Well. Yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know <laughs> Wade to go for a little while. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, pass. That's a, I'm hard pass. I was like, Joey's got a lot of brothers and sisters. His dad must be famous to somebody. Uh, what's the play? So you've got, you've got you two guys. You've got Brian and you've got Mark with Bro Laws. Yep. Right. That's your current. That's the, that's everybody. Yeah. That's our current crew. Good. Current and growing, or do you find comfort in the size of what you got going on right now? I think there's a bit of comfort in what we have now. And that's kind of one of the things we talked about when we started the business is whether or not we kind of wanted to grow, we said vertically or laterally. Do we want to have a big company with a bunch of jobs or do we want to just keep it small and just invest in bigger jobs? Um, and I think that's the direction we decided to go on. Um, so we basically, right now we have four skilled laborers. Uh, we're going to be actually bringing on a co-op student um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we're pretty excited for that to be able to kind of invest in the future of the trade um, into into a kid that 
wants to get into carpentry. Um, so that'll be kind of cool as well to have him on board. But yeah, that's, that's our team right now. And for the foreseeable future, we don't see it getting much bigger. Um, what? So there's a, there's quite a few people that listen. I don't want to brag and stuff, but there's at least a hundred people that listen to this podcast at least. So, um, <laughs> they're all, they're all like-minded business people. What was your mm-hmm. biggest learning moment when you went out on your own? Like what, there was the one thing that happened that you were like, we are never doing that again. Like that cost too much money or that cost too much time. It was like that mistake, no matter what, that's now the, like the motto of our business. Don't do this. I think we're still learning. <laughs> still figuring that out. But for me, so when we started our business, we kind of separated it into two halves. So I, Dave, took on the like the designing, the estimate, um, and quoting aspect. And for me, the biggest learning curve is just learning your boundaries, like literal boundaries as far as how far you'll drive for projects and learning to say no. Um, just learning how how clients work and if they're the right fit for you and your company. As much as homeowners are looking to hire the right contractor, I think as contractors, we need to be looking to hire the right homeowners. Um, we've been really, really blessed uh, since we started our business. I think we learned a lot of lessons from Paul working with him over those many years. And we've had such amazing clients start to finish. Um, but estimating has been one of my biggest learning curves. And I say that I, I say I'm still learning with it because I truly am. Um, it's always such a battle of the mind of knowing how much to charge where you don't want to feel like you're ripping somebody off, but at the end of the day, you still need to make money and have a profitable company. Yeah. So learning and balancing that has been fun. <laughs> it is funny because everybody that's involved in this, it seems like, everybody does it because they love it and they're passionate about it. Like Mm -hmm. I often think of people that play hockey or football. They right, like Gretzky says, I played the game because I loved it, but he made like, he made some money at that. Right. Those guys are making millions (laughs) a year. And if a contractor wants to make millions a year, if it almost feels like you're judged by the homeowners, homeowners, you know, it's like, Whoa, you can't charge me that much. It's like, yeah, but you're going to sit down and watch somebody on TV for millions and you're okay with that. So Yeah, yeah, it's true. And I'm the damn Gretzky of deck builders, ma'am. Ma'am. No, no, no. Everybody can say that because they don't know, right? Like you could say that. Mark from Infinite would say that. Like everybody can say it because they don't know yeah. for sure, right? But. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> no, Shane, we, Shane's not the Gretzky of builders. He's yeah, like, I wasn't he sells decking now. I wasn't speaking for myself anything. there. It was just kind of like that's, <laughs> what, that's it. <laughs> if it was just myself, it would have been like SAT and I'm the SAT and <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe the Eric Lindros. <laughs> just short lived, not great potential. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Lots of potential there, and then kind of just called it quits. Um, <laughs> When you guys get calls from your customers, are they do, like what percentage of them would, would be aware of your past in on HGTV? Like, what are they calling you because they saw you guys do really cool things and that's their expectations? Is like you guys can do some off the wall stuff. That's why we're calling you. Or do you find that you're a bit more removed from the HGTV thing now and people are just calling you because they found you through other avenues? They don't care as much about that. Is there like how much of a link is there there? Because you paid for the proper yeah, ads on Google. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say that we've definitely seen a transition. I think when we first started, we were getting some of those clients and just a lot of families and friends helping us out to grow our business. Um, but we've definitely started to see a transition and a separation from that decked out path. Um, most of our referrals and leads now are, are coming honestly through Instagram. Uh, City Line has been huge for us. We do segments on City Line once a month. And if we talk about something interesting on that, like deck railing with Regal Ideas, then you start to see leads and referrals come through for, for those aspects as well. Um, so yeah, I'd say a lot of them actually don't. And it's funny because when I go to see them, I assume that they know. And then I like bring it up and they're like, Oh, you were? How interesting. I didn't know. Yeah. 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 That's like, called a, not know? that's called a humble brag, ma'am. Right there. I yeah. just, I was humble bragged. <laughs> Look us up. Come on. Yeah. Or you like, you drop the Paul the Frog name. They're like, Oh, who's that? I'm like short haired spiky guy. How do you not know him? Yeah. yeah. Um, so this year, as we've followed along with your journey, you have stepped outside of using Trex. You've started to use a few other products. Do you have anything yeah, yeah. new that you're like that you've used that, that you really liked? It doesn't have to be something that you're like, you're not knocking Trex, but it's like, Oh, we use clubhouse and I didn't know that I was going to like it so much. I liked this about it or, you know, any new products that you've used that, that you love that somebody else should try. <laughs> Well, you kind of just answered your question for us. But. Yeah, so on to the next yeah, one. I think that's definitely feels feels good, right? When you been... like when somebody answers your question before you even ask it, right? It's fun. Hey? Yeah, just, just what's next? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that's definitely been our experience using Trex for so long. It's still a product that we really enjoy and that we will suggest to clients if it's a durability um, thing that they're looking for. If they've got pets or they've got young kids that are going to tear up the backyard, just because of the the hard shell that it has, um, but definitely expanding our horizons with material and with products like Clubhouse. Um, we've used wolf decking. Um, I don't really know anybody else off the top of my head, but mainly Clubhouse is the one we've used recently that we've actually really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, using a pure PVC product um, that's easy to work with. It's a lot lighter than Trex to carry around and to actually work with itself. Um, so we really enjoyed that. Um, and the color schemes, like they're way more sellable in that aspect, uh, just because they, it's more of a transition from the inside out. Um, it looks closer to a hardwood or a laminate. So you have an easier time selling it to a client from, from that. That's an interesting. Yeah. You're, you're saying that about clubhouse that you find it colors are an easier sell. Um, I'd say them, but uh, some of the other ones as well, like more AZEC, uh, they've obviously got a lot more colors yeah. that you can kind of pull from. Yeah. Um, but just more of those PVCs, most different brands, just uh, branching ourselves out beyond Trek. Sure. Yeah. And honestly, like I was, I took it personally that Trek didn't have stock this year because like that was a product that we have used for so many years and we knew so well that when it came to having to pick a new product for a client that I've already told them Trex is the way to go. And they're like, oh, crap, we can't get Trex this year. We need something new. <laughs> Quick, Shane, Wade, what product should we use? <laughs> Help me out. Yeah. So is that how that, um, that's how that came about? It was that you couldn't get your hands on Trex, so you're kind of forced into trying some other products? Absolutely, yeah. And I think if we weren't forced to try something else, we probably still would have been using Trex just because it was, tried and true for us. We've used it on so many different ways that we knew how it worked and where to use it, where not to use it. So we were just so comfortable with it. 
So we were really forced to try a different product. And we talked to a few different reps of, uh, of different products. But I always find it hard when you're talking to reps because they're selling their product at the end of the day, right? So it's hard to get an honest review. And that's why I looked to you guys because you've used it, you sell it. Um, that's why I kind of wanted to get your knowledge on those different things. And we, we love Clubhouse. Like, honestly, it's something I would have never tried. And just the relationship with the company, as far as dealing with them and, uh, and getting the product in our hands, they were amazing to deal with. They've installed really, really well. The colors look amazing. The client is so happy with the product. Um, and I mean, we are too, because it gives us another price point and another option to sell at, right? Sure. I think that's so fantastic that you guys stumbled into this. Uh, so Shane and I talk about this all the time in the store. We try as hard as we can to not be biased towards anything. Yeah. I also try really mm-hmm. hard to not knock anything, but I just, yeah. when people walk in, I, I want them to pick the best decking for their application, whether it's, yeah. whether it's Trex or Clubhouse or Wolf, I just... I truly believe that that's their project and their money. And so they should have the product that works the best for them, whether it's the color or the traction or whatever. So the fact that you guys were able to, to use something other than Trex, I think to, to the customer now, I, I believe that there's, um, I think there's more trust built with you immediately. Cause you say if one guy walks in and he's only ever pushing Trex or only ever pushing Azek, it's like, well, those aren't the only boards out there. But if you roll in and you're like, listen, yeah. you can do tracks or you can do clubhouse. We've used either. You can use decorators. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. Yeah. you sound like you're coming across for them more, right? You're like actually fighting yeah. for them. So, well, and I think it's been amazing for the decking world because there's so much like options. There's so many options now before Trex was like really the only main player that had a good enough product that you could recommend where now there's so many different companies that are just constantly pushing other companies to do better and come up with new products. So it's been amazing from that standpoint is just there really are that many products that you can go to now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of change happening right now. And it's like, as soon as somebody, and there's enough big players where it's, there's not really much risk of it monopolizing and losing the kind of innovativeness that yeah. it has right now. There's, you know, there's a lot of big players that are just kind of going head to toe with each other. And it's, it's a good thing for customers like this year, for example, with Trex coming out with their enhanced line of decking at a yep. lower, lower price point than they've ever had. And that, I don't know if that was, if the others reacted, or if they were also working on something at the same time, but all of a sudden now TimberTech has that and Fibron has that and everybody's got lower price boards. So in the end, yeah, the customer wins no matter what, right? So, yeah, exactly. And they're pushing like warranties are getting longer and you know, the, the features of they're putting in their boards are getting better. Like everybody so, wins. So, and to tie this yeah. all back to, to you guys and where it all started, I, I always think that Paul of France basically started the idea of people spending money in their backyard. Right. And so right. now you're investing thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in your backyard. And so mm-hmm. being able to give customers quality products because they're actually, they're actually going to spend more time in their backyard. They're going to spend more time on their deck. You know, they're hosting out there rather than hosting in their tiny dining room. It's just, yeah, it's fantastic. How do you guys approach that? Yeah. Some, sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish that thought. Nope. Go ahead. Um, Oh, (laughs) certainly after you, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, uh, 
I assume you guys run into the same problems, even though like your face is on TV. I assume you run into the same thing that every contractor would run into with people budget shock and whatnot. So some people are expecting to spend a lot of, lot of money in their backyard. They know they want that. They know like they've already seen it. They've watched decked out. They've got a neighbor who has got this gorgeous backyard with a kitchen and all this stuff. And so they're like, yep, I'm doing it. I've got a budget of whatever, $150,000. So that like, yep. You don't surprise them, but others see the things, want the things, can't afford the things. How do you guys approach that to say like, this is why you should spend your money outside and not inside. Is there a certain kind of go-to that you, that you kind of a go-to, not argument, but way of appeasing their minds about the price of things nowadays? I try my hardest not to push them in any direction, honestly. And I, I think we've had a, haven't had a problem client necessarily because we haven't tried convincing them. I always like, I do the sales, but I'm an awful salesperson because <laughs> I, I never want to sell somebody. I like, we try to work within their budget as much as possible and I'll give them all the information. And at the end of the day, I want them to make that decision. Um, but we know the value in those products, right? So if you're spending say five to $10,000 more to get a, a lifelong product with the 50 year warranties now that they're throwing out there, then it, you can tell those people what they're saving. Right. And a lot of the times it depends at what stage they're at in their home. If it's somebody's forever home, then they're a lot more willing to invest in those, uh, those low maintenance products. Whereas, if they don't see it as their forever home, they're just going to be there for a few years, then they might still want to go with a wood surface and, and keep the budget lower. Um, I think that's been kind of the biggest thing that I've noticed. And then trying to, I think, uh, obviously Dave can speak to this a bit more than I can, doing the quotes and that side of it. But I think getting the budget from the client before we even get there has been big. Um, yeah. Rather than getting there and then telling them the price of what they want and having them have that budget shock. 100%. Um, yeah, trying to get it ahead of time through email, being like, listen, I know you. it's hard to give up your budget because you don't want to get taken advantage of, but with the outside of the house, the sky is the limit. We can build you a $10,000 deck or we can build you a $300,000 backyard oasis. So being able to give us the budget ahead of time really helps us to know what we're going to design for you and what direction the conversation is going to go. So I think that's been a big part of that sales and quote process is getting the budget ahead of time before you even get into the house. Yeah, and it's, one of the hardest conversations to have with clients just because they're so reluctant to give you a number. Um, so a lot of the times I just try to get their wish list out of them and just with our experience and how much we've built, um, getting that wish list on an email, I can quickly put together a rough estimate and rough number for them. So I'll say, yeah, it's going to be around $30,000 to do it in a, in a composite or it's going to be around 20,000 in a wood and give them those options. And then you either hear back from them or they never get back to you at all and go to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, like, I love that answer because a, a lot of times people have an answer about, about how they um, try to sell somebody on it. We, I think we operate much the same way. We don't do a lot of selling here. <laughs> we, yeah. Like at our store, it is more educating, informing and helping exactly. and, let, and letting the people make their decision on what they need to do. Right. It doesn't, doesn't matter to me if you're going to buy the, you know, the $3 fiber on good life board or the $6 Trex transcend board doesn't matter to me. I just yeah. want to make sure that you're happy in the end 
with what you end right. up getting. And my, my job is just to tell you the differences between the $3 board and the $6 board. But it's, it is, <laughs> to your point, like everybody, every contractor knows this. Actually, you know what? Not every contractor knows this. It is so important to get that budget up front. And it's so hard to do if you aren't able to build some sort of rapport and trust with them at a time. Because that yeah. number, like the worry, the fear is there's so many I don't like, unfortunately bad contractors out there. And that's, that's why they're hesitant to give anybody that number. Cause they think that you're the first thing you're going to do is dive into their pocket and try to get every little bit of it. And we often exactly. tell people, it's like, we don't need to know the number because we're not trying to spend every dollar you have. We just need to know for your sake, not to like, we don't want to, we don't want to get you excited about something that you, that you can't do. So it just needs to be realistic yep. for everybody. And we want to be able to give you the best thing within your budget possible. And I think, you can do that. You can build that trust by showing them that you're not interested in taking all of their money. So I have a customer yeah. that came in. They're like, we want, we want to spend $20,000. That's the number. Okay, good. We're going to, so I'll try my best to get to $20,000. I might end up at 22. I might end up at, at 18. And if I end up at 22, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to change your deck board. Maybe the one you wanted was 650 a lineal foot. I'll put you into a 450 a lineal foot. And then maybe we could put some lights in there and then you're back to like 19. Do you, would you like to have a deck mm -hmm. that had some lights on it? Well, yeah, yeah, that's absolutely what I want. It's like, okay, well, I, I'm just trying to make it nicer. Let's, let's move down a step and then we can remove some railing. That'll take it off. Not regal rail. If it was regal rail, we'd just, we'd put lots of it on everywhere <laughs> even if we didn't need to but this stuff looks really good indoors too you know yeah. <laughs> put a divider rail down the middle and it's like set the rooms up yeah anyway so you just you try and you know add features without adding costs right change the yeah. change the value of the board or change the layout of the deck so that the customer gets a a better space and then all of a sudden they're like well, it turns out I actually had 25 available. So let's use that, you know, or whatever the number is. So um, yep. I think once you kind of make some sacrifices or show that you're actually looking out for their best interest, it works, you know, they, they'll. Yeah. And that's another reason why we are the way we are on social media is because nowadays that's what clients are going to go look to. They're going to find you, even if they find you online um, on a, on a random search, they're going to look look further into who you are as a company. The website, I find, is second. Because who's going to believe a review on your website? But if they go to your social media pages, look at your Instagram and see who you are, then it's like, is this somebody I want in my life? Especially Do when I you have as many person? family members as Joey, and it's like, all oh, your family just did your <laughs> reviews anyways, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust any of them. <laughs> Except his brother, Josh, he'd probably give us an awful review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll happen. Are you guys, uh, I assume that back when, well, I shouldn't assume this, but back when you were kind of in the heyday of the HGTV shows, the decked outs and whatnot, was that, a, was that your full-time gig at that point? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had been working with Paul, both of us, prior to the HGTV shows, and then kind of when they came along, um, we just got introduced into that and became a part of it. Um, you know, being, being his best builders and all he wanted us to be a part of it, nothing to do with us being family. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, that became our full-time gig. Like that was, that was five to seven days a week, uh, especially in the heyday of it when we were doing both decked out and disaster decks at the same time. Uh, that was, that was a grind. It was a lot of work cause we were, we were the on TV presence 
uh, for probably three three to four days a week. And then the other days of the week, we were actually building the projects. Uh, so it was quite the grind when we were going through it. But like Dave said earlier, because we had that drama background as well as the building, we were kind of living our dream. So here, here's maybe a tough question, maybe an easy question. If that opportunity came forward again, where there was an opportunity to do something, not, not your thing, like not bro laws and HDTV, but maybe, maybe Paul kick something off again or something that you guys have a chance to be a part of. Do you, do you take it? Do you put bro laws on hold? Do you leave bro laws in the hands of, of Brian? Like how does that, or have you kind of moved on past that and you're more focused on building bro laws right now? Uh, we, yes, like we definitely still have our hopes and dreams in that TV world. Um, and if it came, if the right opportunity came around, it's something that we would definitely jump on board with just because we, we really love that experience. I mean, it's not for everybody. We had a guy working with us back then too, who, who just did not love being a part of the TV world and the, the hurry up and wait world. It just wasn't for them, but we, we loved it so much. And it's something that we're constantly seeking for ourselves, but we had some really, really honest conversations with our producer of those shows when we went and started our company. We had lunch with them, and he said, listen, getting a TV show is capturing lightning in a bottle. It's something that's so hard. It's so rare. Um, and you guys should be blessed, one, to have been a part of something like this. Um, does that mean it's not going to happen for you? He's like, no, there's always a chance, but focus on your business. And hearing those words right from him at the beginning of our starting our company was everything because it got that thought kind of out of our head and allowed us to focus on building Brolaws as a company and as a brand. Because even if you do get a show, you're lucky to get one season. If you get renewed for a second season, you're getting lucky. And it's not that long lasting. Scott McGilvery and Brian Balmer have made amazing careers of it. I was like, yeah, Balmer doesn't seem Balmer. Uh, Balmer's not having a yeah. good time, right? He's, yeah. <laughs> He's having an interesting run. <laughs> not every host ends up getting renewed that often. Yep. So being able to focus on our company kind of kept us humble, kept us in the right mindset with always in the background of our head is that, that hope and that dream of, one day those, those network producers are going to come to us and say, it's time, let's do this. Right. So I've got an opportunity for you. Family Feud Canada is doing auditions right now. Are you guys Seriously? in? Ooh, True. Hey, we, could, we could, we could be the bros. We could, we could do family <laughs> feud. I don't know who the fifth is yet. <laughs> the deck family. If only one of us had 16 deck, brothers like to choose from. All over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that a serious? I feel like thing I'm always ever? in tune with that. That, that is a serious people, thing. So. I saw it yesterday. They're doing they're doing auditions in Regina coming up right away. Family Feud Canada. That's happening. Are you putting us Woo! in? I haven't thought about putting us in until this moment. Let's do that. <laughs> Put a reminder. In your now phone. I want Dave and Joey to come down here and audition for. Because um, they likely Absolutely. won't have auditions in Toronto. No, they probably skipped Toronto and came yeah. straight to Regina. That's usually how it and goes. Abbotsford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Lord. Stop going at Prince George. And then, um, do you guys know yet whether you're going to deck expo? Have you made that happen yet? Has Regal stepped up? We haven't made it. We haven't officially made that decision yet. No, we haven't. Come on Regal. Right. Right. You know, know, we may or may not have put a couple uh, words into their ears. Um, Did you know that they've got another person that they work with who's a doctor that they like to bring places. (laughs) Did you know that you can, you can buy your own, 
plane tickets? Did you know that that's a thing? You know, can you? It's trending. You know, Joey runs their finances, and oh, yeah. Joey's a tight ship. It yep. might not be a direct flight. You might have to connect through Regina, but oh, <laughs> get there eventually. Yeah. I mean, we save money that way. Yeah, that's right. I'll take the milk run, please. <laughs> yeah. How would you like to go with my points? All right. See you in three days. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. So, I, I saw an Instagram post about a deck meetup happening at Deck Expo. So yes. we might have to go just for that. You like, you bet. Like, I'm expecting to see you there now. It'll be fun. <laughs> you might not be informative, but I can tell you it'll be fun. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> so what we're else? We're there for the good time. Yeah, that's right. That's that's all we're, any of us are there for. Nobody really goes there for the sure. deck stuff. <laughs> uh, what else you guys got planned for the year? We're we're nearing the end of it. Are you kind of booked for the rest of the year and and going to kind of wrap things up strong? Or what's, uh, what's Brolaw's got ahead of it? We're, we're venturing inside for some stuff. We're getting some cool projects that are coming down the pipeline for interior work because we are starting to get towards fall. Um, and then, yeah, we're trying to decide which direction we're going to go with the business and whether or not we want to get into like full home builds or real estate investing. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of paths that the brewers are looking at right now. So we got to, we're crunching some numbers and figuring out which direction we want to go. Wow. You sounded like a politician right there. That I was mean, the most political answer I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah he's the finance guy. It's the time. Yeah. 100%. Where did you get that tie from? How did you pull it out of where? Yeah. So having dabbled in, having dabbled in both worlds, I, I believe that the renovation market is a, is a much better game to play in. Those people usually have some equity in their homes and they have mm-hmm. more money to spend. New homes is always tough. It's a, that's a tough market. Yeah. That one. So that's what we talked like. It's a tough rope for us to walk along because of our passion and our love of decks and being outside and the fact that they are lucrative for us and that we do well on them. Um, so it, it is always a, a hard path to walk down just because we, we enjoy the deck life so much. I think that's something that's weird that other people, when we talk to a lot of contractors, they want to be able to do jobs without clients. But something like Joey and I really love people and we love our clients. We've had so many good ones that like it's just been, it's been fun. So it's hard to kind of go and do something that doesn't involve clients because we just love meeting new people and being kind of intermingled into their lives for a little bit. And, uh, and yeah. And changing the minds of people about contractors, honestly, like like we've talked about, like there's a lot of bad contractors out there, but there's a lot of fantastic contractors out there. The yes. community that we've been involved with on Instagram kind of show, showcases that. The fact that there are a lot of good people out there that are doing fantastic work at a reasonable price. Um, and it's cool to be a part of that community and try to change the minds of the uh, general public when it comes to contractors. You could, sure. you could come to Louisville and meet some of those like mine. <laughs> just grind them. That grind them to the shore. with the idea of franchising you guys out to Ontario. Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Ontario. We can have meetings down there at the same time. <laughs> Sounds like a business trip to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else, guys? We're out of uh, we're out of questions. We know more than we want to know about you. Do you now, want to so. ask anything? To yeah. That's us? <laughs> I've really been waiting for that. Uh, that music to start playing, but just, yeah. it just never comes. Play us off the stage already. <laughs> yeah. any, nothing coming back. You giving you the most long-winded answers that I can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, question for you guys. Sure. How have you guys found working together? I mean, you guys started the, the company together and 
how is that relationship? Boy, I hope you this guys? goes good. Wade, yeah, turn, <laughs> turn the interview around. Wade's actually also calling in remotely from a different room because I can't stand being in the same room. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, we're not brothers, but people mistake us for brothers all the time. Sometimes they actually call yeah. me Shane's dad. We've had, That's my dad. <laughs> I love he's been that. called my dad, I think three times yeah. now, which is interesting. Ouch. Yeah. So uh, yeah, ouchie for him. Yeah. I feel fantastic. Um, so like Wade and I were, we were friends for quite some time before we ever went into business with each other. We have actually known each other since like probably since 97, but probably friends more since like 2000 or so. And we didn't start this business until three and a half years ago. So we had a mm -hmm. pretty long history with each other prior to this. So we knew that we were a, like a, a good Christian mingle match, I think. Yeah. Hey? Yep. <laughs> we had, um, we had lived together in university and I think, I think you get a really good understanding of people when you do that, when you, when you actually physically live in a same house as them, right. Then you, then you start to know if you're going to be able to stand that person or not. So uh, it turns out we yeah. can stand each other. And so here we are just enough. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I, but, I asked that question because I needed to know how much you guys are like us. And the more that you talk about your story together, it's our story together. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really getting creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, alternate universe, but yeah, we, but we're also like, <laughs> as much as we're very, very, very similar people, we also very complimentary are different. So I'm much yeah. more on the creative strategic, um, doing this kind of stuff, like the marketing and that kind of things. And Wade is much more operational and like kind of in the books yeah. and that kind of thing. So similar to you guys, we've kind of divided our tasks to, so that we are each doing things that we're interested in and, and good at. So we complement each other. Um, and then of course, because we own the business together, we get into each other's stuff a little bit here and there because we care. But at the end of the yeah. day, we're like, we're, we're, we're different enough people to kind of know what our roles are and, and kind of follow those. And we don't like, it's been three and a half, four years. I don't know that we've ever had a huge disagreement. There's things we disagree on and we'll kind of sit there and play devil's advocate to each other to try to talk through it. But there's very, there's very few times where there's been an impasse. And so things, things always just kind of seem to, to work out. We go home and take it out on our it's wives so instead. Crazy. Yeah. We, we, we go home at 11 PM, wake them up and then yell at them. It's like, well, yeah, I think Shane, like all good business owners do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think Shane nailed it. I, we're both the, the type of people where it's just, if it's really important to Shane and I don't like, if I don't have a strong opinion about it, he's like, we're going to do a podcast and I don't have a strong opinion about it. It's like, yeah, I think that would be good. And he has a strong, like this needs to happen. We need to be doing this. Then, then I agree. And I think we do the same with products in the store. If there's something that I think we need to bring in, or if there's something I think we need to change the price on it, just, we do, we just, one of us is strong and then the other one, you know, kind of follows along. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's been a really good relationship so far. So. Yeah, so we are just the same people. Yeah. It's, it's good to confirm. That. It's actually creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be weird when we all get together at some point and like me and yeah. Dave say the same thing. And then Joey and Wade say the same thing. I was like, what the hell is going on? Here? <laughs> I'm going to end up going back with Shane and be like, wait a minute. You guys want to play wife swap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> we all throw our keys in a bowl and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> And then I can only assume that our Justin is your Brian. I assume that they must be the same people as well. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, boys. Well, does, does your guy also have the voice of an angel? He really does. He does actually. Yeah. 
He oh, plays like in a that. band. He's like, he's actually, oh, okay. he's, is, is, is Brian a musician as well? Tell me he's not a musician. Oh, yeah, he, he right. is a singer. He's not much of a musician, but he's a singer. And he used to be like the lead singer of like a screamer rock band. Oh, I'd love Sweet. that. So, so Justin's yeah. also used to have his own band. Now he's, now he plays, I don't know if you guys are, do you know Jess Moskaluk? Canadian. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, okay, I so. do. I was, that was the, I was just bringing this up just so you could get to that. You knew that already? Yeah. 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 Waiting, waiting, waiting to shout her out again. Um, yeah. You know, like if she's coming to Ontario and you can hook a brother up or whatever, so, um, you know, whatever, whatever happens. Happen. Right. That's what, that's what Justin does actually. Is he, he, yeah, never mind. I won't, I won't go there. <laughs> I was going to use this song. I was going to use a song. word that was not podcast appropriate. <laughs> And I caught myself. <laughs> Anyways, Justin will be down at Deck Expo too. So if you guys happen to make it, you have to bring Brian now too. So, okay, just saying. Okay. Uh, boys, thanks so much for giving us an hour now of your time today. I know we've been trying to line this up for a few weeks here. It's just that we're yeah, we're all we're all busy and we're all trying to make things happen. And then there's a two hour time difference between where you are and where where we are over here in glorious Regina. And so I appreciate you making the time to. Uh, to spend this time with us and tell us a little bit about your story and about yourselves. And well, that's all I have. That's it. Here comes. All right. Thanks for having us on. Here here comes this, uh, here comes this music that we're playing you off with. So (laughs) thanks so much guys. Thanks so much for tuning in everybody. We will see you next week. This is the ultimate deck podcast with the Brolas. Thanks so much. Thank you.